What's up, everyone? Tyler Tambolin here, a.k.a. Toe Tag and Tambo. Back for another edition of the Prize Picks and DraftKings show here on the Mayo Media Network. It's myself, as always, and with my main man, JT Hayes. JT, what's happening this week? How you doing? Doing fantastic. Another week of NFL. We've got the NBA season underway, and that's exciting to give us something to do as well during the week here. But uh, interesting slate, exciting slate. Once again, a lot of news, a lot of COVID news, a lot of injury news. And as always, prize picks. You've got to get into the Mayo Media Network prize picks contest. Use code MMN to get a $100 deposit match at prizepicks.com. And then every week, the Mayo Media Network sponsors a contest. You make five picks. You've got to make your wager $7.11. That's $7.11. We'll let prize picks know that that's the contest you're, that you're getting into. And there are season-long prizes. There are even weekly prizes if you get all five picks right. And, Tambo, we've been doing a pretty good job with the people getting the good picks, getting the right picks. Last week, kind of a 50-50, for me at least, a 50-50 Lamar Jackson got there. He needed overtime, which was a little bit disappointing. Some would say it was hurtful that he needed that, but he had a great game on DraftKings, had a great game. He did get over that 250 and a half passing yards. And then, unfortunately, I tweeted out on Friday morning, I guess you can forget about Devontae Parker because it looked like he was fine. He had gotten 11 targets in the game before, and then I pick him as my prize picks play, and boom, he goes on IR. So we're going to do better this week, and – Look to get you a couple of picks that hopefully are both at least going to play on Sunday in my case. Yeah, you could say 100%. You you went 1-0 for the plays that were actually active for the game, so uh, I don't hate that. I know for me it was difficult. Last week I had the game stack of those two quarterbacks, Burrow and Baker. Burrow absolutely smashed it for that prize pick, but my guy Baker, talking about hurtful, 218 passing yards on the 225 and a half total that we got him at. So I looked back. I've got it all saved in a spreadsheet. I do not have, listen to this. I do not have a 2-0 week yet. I do not have an 0-2 week yet. I have all 1-1s across the board. Uh, kind of like you said, I missed a couple of weeks here on the show, but still, that's kind of tough. I want to have a 2-0 week. I feel much better about this week. We'll get to those picks in a second. Before we do, just want to remind everyone joining us, Hit the subscribe button on Mayo Media Network. Hit the like button. Helps us out a lot. That's our currency on this show is just the like button, subscribe button. That's all we ask you to do, and we appreciate it. Uh, back to prize picks. If you guys haven't joined us before, you're new for the first time, that's great. We, we, we love having you here, but we want to tell you what goes on here. We're going to go through prize picks. As JT said, a great little site. If you're not on it, use the code he just mentioned, MMN, get on board. But we're going to give you our top two prize picks, plays of the week, one, two for each of us, give you four total. If you get in the contest, it's five to get in. The bet's 7 Enter them all, and you have your chance at 3,000 in site credits. But I think once you do that, we're going to get into the DraftKings picks, and a lot, of, a lot of you guys have reached out and say you like those. So we'll get to those thereafter. A lot of it does coincide. But JT Hayes, start us off this week with your two prize picks plays of the week. Yeah, like I said, an interesting slate, a lot of injuries, and a lot of games that look to be, at least on paper, of course, last week in the NFL – kind of an upside down week, right? I mean, a lot of games, same way, looked on paper like they were going to be one-sided. Buffalo at Jacksonville, uh, not so much. Denver at Dallas, not so much. But again, we have the same kind of setup this week, but there's a couple where I looked at the prize pick line, I looked at the game environment, I looked at what the player had done recently, 
And I like a couple of these guys because people were on them the last couple of times they played. In the case of my first pick, it was last week. In the case of my second, it was a couple of weeks ago. And they didn't do a whole lot. And I think people are going to be off them. And I think the numbers are just a little bit too low. First pick for me is going to be Austin Eckler. I'm going to take the over 36 and a half receiving yards in every single game but three this year. He has exceeded that number. They were away on the East Coast last week. A great game for Justin Herbert. A really, really good game for Keenan Allen, but not so much for Austin Eckler, who commanded a lot of ownership. I think this week he's going to get right. A pretty good matchup here against a Vikings defense that is, I would say, even worse than league average. So I'm going to take the over with Austin Eckler in a friendly home matchup, over 36 and a half receiving a second matchup is a couple of weeks ago. A lot of people, you and I, Tambo, you and I were on Tom Brady and this Tampa Bay stack, so to speak, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And Chris Godwin had a monster game. Mike Evans did get in the box, but he was the weaker of the two wide receivers that week in terms of productivity. But the line this week against the Washington football team defense for Mike Evans, I think is just too low. Over 65 and a half receiving yards. He and Godwin have kind of flip-flopped with Antonio Brown out, having these monster 115, 130-yard games. I think this is the week where Mike Evans gets to that 115, 130-yard number. I think he can smash this 65-and-a-half in just one play on Sunday against the Washington football team. So give me those both overs, Austin Eckler and Mike Evans. Yeah, we always love the overs here. If you've had, if you've joined us more than one time, you know that. But it's way more fun to cheer for the overs, JT. And I like those calls. I especially like the Eckler one because if Eckler has a big game, it will do wonders for my first prize pick of the week. Feel pretty good about this one. This isn't something that will, I don't think at least, will, will coincide as much with DraftKings. Not because I don't think he can go off and have a big game. I just think there's so many other better options. But that's the thing. Prize picks is props. You only need it to hit one thing. If something seems too low, it's almost like how I liked Baker last week and it came up just shy but i did like it for that i said listen i don't want to stack him as much on DraftKings. i'd rather the burrow side but i will play him here on this prize pick since the same thing this week with kirk cousins over 250.5 passing yards it's a chargers matchup it should go back and forth they're pretty pass happy at times i know minnesota likes to run the ball but you got to think about it even guys like dalvin cook can catch a short pass and take that thing 80 yards to the house. There's 80 receiving yards, just like that. So, or 80 passing yards, just like that. So I think you look at that then on top of Jefferson, Thielen, Conklin, all playmakers with the ball in hand, especially your guy, Jefferson, who you always seem to like, and you're the, you're the Jefferson whisperer. So uh, if you, hopefully we'll, when we get to wide receiver, you have a few thoughts on him. We can add him in even as a bonus play if you like him, but I think he's the guy that can get there and help out with Cousins beating that 250 and a half over for his passing yards. The second play, and I saved my best for last this time. I know this is a winner. I feel very good about this one. Dallas Goddard. And I don't make guarantees like that, but this one just feels too good to be true. 43 and a half receiving yards makes absolutely no sense to me. He literally dropped a 45-yard touchdown last week that was right between his fingertips. And maybe that's why they say he's going to do that again. I personally don't think so. The amount of snaps he's been getting ever since Ertz got shipped out to Arizona, it's been the Goddard show. He's there. He's on the dropbacks. He's getting opportunity. And the weeks before that were like 45, 72, and 73 receiving yards, even before this. So I think we're going to go right back here at over 43 and a half. I think we could see that in the first half. Uh, any thoughts on these picks before we get to the DraftKings section this week? 
Yeah, I like those picks. I, I think that game, one of the highest totals on the week, the Minnesota and Charger game, which is in Los Angeles. And look, these two defenses are defenses that have been bend but not quite break, at least in the case of the Chargers, and then bend all the way in the case of the Vikings. So I, I like that call quite a bit as well. Yeah, I think there's just too much opportunity. And sometimes it's those games where people don't like to necessarily game stack them completely or they think it's too expensive or they can't find all the pieces and can't make it work. And I know we've got expensive running backs. Be a good segue when we get down there for the DraftKings segment. But let's move on to DraftKings. You can, again, if you're playing on prize picks, use those four picks, put them together. I feel extremely strong about those ones this week. I know you do as well. You actually had yours out to the producer early this morning. So I know you were feeling them. You were up doing your research. It should coincide nicely. And those four picks together would be a great play this week. Moving on, we're going to DraftKings here. We're going to do it like we always do, JT. Go position by position. Starting with the quarterback, I couldn't pick enough this week. I, I, I got, uh, sorry, I couldn't pick just two this week. I have more than enough to go through. So I'm going to give a bonus pick when we get to mine and have three. Uh, one of them's way off the board. I don't know how much you'll hate it, but let's go with your two or three first that you got this for this week, and then we'll go to mine after. Yeah, I'll start with a couple at the top end of the price range. I already talked about Mike Evans, the Washington football team, yielding the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks on this slate. And I've talked about this when I've written up some what we call the GEMS articles at Run Pure Sports, runpuresports.com. I've said, look, a lot of people get a little bit nervous about playing Tom Brady with his pass catchers, with his playmakers in these spots where they should absolutely smash. They're coming off a difficult game against New Orleans. They're taking on one of the worst defenses, surprisingly one of the worst defenses in the NFL this season in Washington. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to Tom Brady. He's out to break records. He's out to show that at his age, he is still the best quarterback in the game. He's one of my favorite plays on the week here against the Washington team. Again, no Antonio Brown, no Rob Gronkowski. It doesn't matter because he's got Chris Godwin. He's got Mike Evans. When we get to running back, we'll even talk about how this is a pretty good matchup for Uncle Lenny Fournette. But I like Tom Brady this week. The second guy at the top end, let's go right back to Josh Allen. I think I don't think a lot of people are going to be nervous about going back to him because he's going to be taking on the New York Jets defense. The New York Jets defense is really the cure-all for anything that's ailing in offense except for the Cincinnati Bengals. But this is an intra-division game, so it is a divisional game, the second one of the season, but I still think that the Jets do not have anything to slow down Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So I like Josh Allen here a little bit. And then the other one that I will give out is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz coming off a 10-day period. They had the Thursday game a couple of weeks ago, and I like Carson Wentz. I like one of his playmakers here in a matchup against the Jags. Thinks think it's a, a pretty good spot for him as well. And, and I'm interested to hear yours because there are others, like you said, this is a week where it's going to be tough to narrow down at quarterback because a lot of really good matchups here and a lot of friendly pricing, particularly on DraftKings. Yeah, we're aligned on one. That's for sure. Josh Allen, I think, listen, he'll be popular still. And for good reason, people will always go back to the well. I'm going back to the well on plenty of guys this week across the positions that we'll talk about. But Josh Allen, here's the thing. First off, quarterbacks always have dispersed ownership. We talk about this all the time on the Off the Chalk Show over at Rumpier Sports, Sunday mornings, 8.45 a.m. Eastern. little plug there for you. Definitely a show you want to check out. It's free. It's a great little show we do every single week. 
and it's got all the up to the last minute final stuff that you need to get your lineups finalized for the week. So this is sort of a good way to start your week. That's a good way to finish it. But we talk about the dispersion and ownership. And even if he's 15% here or something like he might be, it, is Sanders going to pick up that same ownership? Is Beasley, is Diggs, is Sweeney or whatever they're going to do at tight end. You know what I mean? There's there's stacking that changes the game completely. So even if Allen is popular, it's probably for good reason. How far will you go with stacking it up so that when he goes off and has a good game, you're in a good position to take down a tournament? That's the real question. I'll be there right there with you. So he was one of the three. The second, I, I like the Brady call, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a great one. I think you mentioned a key point when we get to running back. While people will like Fournette, will they stack him with Brady? They usually don't, and you most definitely can. So I love that call, too. Uh, my second one, though, is, again, I talked about back to the well, Dak Prescott. Shaking off some rust last week. I was going on all week about the Dak stack attack. I was trying to make up rhymes and rhythms and everything to make this thing work. And it turned out to be the Dak rust attack. And he had a ton of rust to shake off. Now, there was a couple garbage time TDs there. He still ended up passing like 20 points on the week with two late touchdowns to Malik Turner, which love to see it, but uh, would have liked that better in showdown a couple weeks before when I played Malik Turner and would have liked Dak to actually come through on the slate for me last week. Would have had a lot better week overall but i'll go back to him here i think if you look at it for this week uh you know zeke is going to be a little bit popular but you can get right back in there with the passing game amari cooper who i'll talk about later cd lamb schultz with jarwin going to ir just before the game last week uh before last week's game i think that's a spot you can go back to so uh, just a lot of guys that you can utilize on this dallas team and then the third one bonus play bonus big ben i'll say it because listen we're going to talk about Najee Harris. We're going to talk about Deontay Johnson. Everyone is. Maybe even talk about Pat Fryermouth. But is anyone going to talk about Big Ben? Probably not. And to be honest, most of the way those guys get there is going to be through it's Ben. He's just going to throw, they're going to get, they're going to be target monsters, PPR kings. They can go out and pick up all those points and maybe drag Ben to the finish line. We've seen it that you know, we were making fun over RPS of Drew Brees when he was still playing for the Saints, noodle arm Brees. But he had Mike Thomas and he had Alvin Kamara just dragging him along every single game, making him extremely viable. Tough to say. I know it's Big Ben. He's getting much older, hasn't looked like himself, doesn't put up a ceiling very often, if ever. But if there was ever a spot, I think this could be it with Claypool out. What are your thoughts on those guys, in particularly Big Ben, JT? Yeah, let me start with Dak because one of the other surprises, and, and in all honesty, for me, as someone who watches the Falcons, as someone who goes to Falcons games, is a Falcons fan, that was to me more surprising than even Jacksonville's win. The Falcons without Calvin Ridley, with Matt Ryan, who's challenged, he's a pocket passer only now, offensive line, so many problems. They go into New Orleans and they don't just win, but they win convincingly. And now they go on the road for a second week into Dallas. I love that. I love the spot for Dallas here actually like the spot a bit for the Falcons to put up some points, but ultimately I do think that Dak and Dallas are in a better spot here in that game. And so with respect to that, absolutely. And then the second one, Ben Roethlisberger, some of the things that I look at, they're showing where, look, first of all, it's a matchup against the Detroit Lions. We've seen quarterbacks do very, very well against the Detroit Lions. Their defense, nothing to really fear and Pittsburgh still has a very, very good offensive line. So it is an interesting spot for big Ben and he is priced down. Perhaps he's the pay down quarterback to fit in some of these higher priced wide receivers. And in particular, 
outside of Najee Harris, one other running back that will get you on this slate. Yeah, let's do that. I, I appreciate you not completely slamming me on that play because I just, it, sometimes it just makes sense. 5,600, uh, he puts up 15 to 17. That's not going to do it. I'm not looking for that. I'm just saying, like you said, respect to the matchup, it's the Detroit Lions. There's definitely a possibility that this could be the spot for a guy like Big Ben. And I'm just trying to think outside the box where sometimes, without getting too cute, when people are saying it's going to be Najee week or it's going to be Deontay Johnson week, et cetera, et cetera, kind of have to go up to the top of the chart and see who's actually slinging them the ball. In this case, it'll be Big Ben. But let's talk about that running back position. You just mentioned somebody else. I know we've already mentioned Najee's name for it. We're going to try and as many Najee mentions as possible because I think he's going to be popular and for good reason this week at just 7,900. Talk about him if you want, and then talk about the other guy you were mentioning at, at the higher price tag there. Yeah, so first, the only thing I'll add about Najee is going up against – the Detroit Lions, who have yielded a ton of points to opposing running backs. They're not quite a run funnel defense. They're not quite a pass funnel defense. They just do everything kind of mediocre. And so I think it's a good opportunity as much volume that Najee gets in this offense. And that includes when you talk about Ben, that's the other thing. Some of these short passes. Najee Harris is exactly what we want when we talk about running back on DraftKings, someone who is involved in that short passing game we've seen him catch passes and then the yards after carry are pretty voluminous there for him second one i talked about him another running back very involved in the passing game that's my guy that i took on prize picks austin eckler he's seven six k on DraftKings. there's some cheaper wide receivers you talked about fryer with the tight end i think defense there's a couple that we can pay down so certainly I think it's a week where you can get two of these guys in. If you wanted to go just a little bit lower, already mentioned Lenny Fournette, but one guy who gets perhaps the best, most underrated matchup on the board, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones's price going all the way down now to 6.9K on DraftKings. Gets a matchup against the Seahawks. It is a really good matchup for opposing running backs. Looks like Aaron Rodgers should be back for this game. And I'll be honest with you, I like Jones even more if Rodgers is back because it opens up the threat of that offense completely. And I think it's a spot where Jones can easily get his value on DraftKings. Wow. I, li I like that pick quite a bit, actually. I wasn't really targeting him in general, just coming in. I, I was going to just say, too, by the way, like people always say, what is it, uh, drunk words or sober thoughts? Sometimes Thursday night recording thoughts are the best thoughts going into the week, and sometimes we can get away from them, and, and you know, you get to Sunday morning and a whole other thing has happened. But, you know, some of these plays that we think of right now, and Zeke is 7,000, looking to be extremely popular already as a nine-point favorite, huge total at home Dallas versus Atlanta. I get all of that, but I like Dak. So if you go with a Dak and the passing attack, and then use the perfect little leverage pivot right there with a, a great spot as well. Three-point favorites at home, almost a 50-point total for Green Bay. Rodgers is back or should be back, like you said, if he's back, which we expect he will be. That could make it even better, like you said, because now they've got to look at Adams and some of the other pass catchers, leaving him uh, you know, a little bit better opportunity. So I definitely love that call. Uh, obviously, some of the same ones. Mentioned Lenny going together with, for, with Brady. I just think that's a way to get different with it. I think Najee... 
Uh, just to expand on it, like I said, not to keep the mentions going. I know we're really targeting him this week, but at 7,900, that's just ridiculous. You go look back at some of the stats. Uh, he's averaging like five plus targets. He's had double digit target weeks at times. He's getting over 20 carries. He's the only guy there. There's just so much opportunity for him. And I think at that, you're, there's nothing you can do. I don't really care about ownership. I'm just going to have to play him and figure it out elsewhere and how to get different. So uh, I'll do that. No problem. I like Najee. And then another guy, you mentioned Eckler, I, I like, but it looks like he'll be popular to this guy. But Jonathan Taylor, another guy right in that similar price range, 20K, 20 DK points wouldn't surprise me in the least. The matchup's still decent. Uh, I know there's some possibility of other guys sneaking in and taking some of the work, or like you mentioned, maybe Wentz going out and having a pretty big game. But I think Taylor, we've seen it even against the Ravens a few weeks back. What was it? Right off the bat, 86 yard TD on a little check down pass. That's what I'm talking about. Some of these running backs that can just drag their quarterbacks along with them. Uh, he's most certainly talented and capable. It's just, again, we'll have to look for ways to get different. A lot of these guys we're talking about are pretty popular. I really like the Aaron Jones call that you brought up. Is there anybody else here at running back this week that you want to talk about? I was just looking off my list. I guess one other thing, JT, before you answer that is, Uh, Keep an eye on the Cleveland situation. I know Chubb was on the COVID-19 list. Obviously, Hunt is still out on the IR. A lot of talk about Dearness Johnson early in the week. He got his spot a couple weeks back, looked really good. But now there's talks, you know, late Thursday night here. This is Thursday afternoon. I was getting the news talking about Chubb still has a chance to go. But that could be interesting either way, right? If Chubb goes, he's a little bit underpriced again. Just had a big week last week. If he's good enough to go, probably good enough to crush. And if he doesn't go, I definitely think Dearness Johnson could be a good play. So any thoughts on that matter? And then anyone, anyone else you want to talk about at the running back position? Yeah, one thought on Dearness Johnson is because I was looking at him. I was running some optos, running some different simulations, and he's popping. He's popping in almost every single one of them for price, for volume, assuming that both Chubb and Hunt continues to be out. Here's the concern that I have, Tambo, and I, I want you to opine on this before I talk about the one other running back that I'm interested in is my concern with Dearness Johnson is if I'm the Patriots and we've seen Bill Belichick create these game plans that suit his defense, what would I rather have? Would I rather have Baker Mayfield throw the ball to the pass catching core that he has? Or would I rather have Dearness Johnson run the ball? And if I'm Belichick, I want Baker to throw the ball, which means they could stack the box, stop the run, force Baker to make mistakes. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I think like you said it's perfect where you want Baker throwing that ball. What receiving core? You mentioned what well, you know to pass into his passing core, which one? It's gone. You know, Odell's out of there. Not that he was doing much anyway, but it's Landry on short passes. I think Belichick would much rather give those up all day and see what can happen there than go the other way. And if it's, you know, people's Jones, he's not big enough yet. I think he's an excellent receiver. I'm not discounting. I'm saying, but I think that Belichick would discount him and say, let's go with the other side. Let's get after a stack in the box. Don't let him run and go the other way. So I'm with you on that for sure. Who was that other running back you were going to mention? Yeah. So the other one, and we saw this with the game against Philadelphia last week, Jordan Howard of all people, ran all over the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, there's some news, as there seems to be on a weekly basis here, some negative news about a star in the NFL. This time it's Dalvin Cook. Don't know how that's going to play out. As of right now, looks like the league is just going to monitor the situation. Dalvin Cook at 8.0 had a good game against the Ravens last week. I loved him up until Wednesday. And now what we have to do is evaluate 
what does this news mean? Is it going to distract him? Is it going to change the game plan? The one thing that we know is if Dalvin Cook is active, that price is too cheap with the way that Mike Zimmer wants to attack defenses, which is heavy doses of Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree there as well. Again, like you said, we'll have to see. It sounds like as of now, uh, the NFL hasn't really done much with it. It looks like he's going to be able to go and be able to play if if he's playing on Sunday. I don't hate that because, again, he's in that mix where looking at my chart earlier, it's Najee, it's Taylor, it's Zeke. That's sort of the big three that people are getting after. You mentioned some good ones in Eckler, your boy Eckler, as you like to call him, and then uh, Aaron Jones. But I think Dalvin would fall right in that mix as well as just a guy that's a little bit underpriced for the spot if he does indeed go like we expect he will. Uh, moving on, and if you have more, go ahead. But uh, wide receiver, what do you got this week over at the wide receiver position? No, no, I, I called Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler on Sunday. The people <laughs> were very upset over in the Run Pure Sports Discord. So I said, you know what? I'll call him what you want to call him, but I know the right pronunciation. We'll leave it at that. So... <laughs> Moving yeah. on to running back, I think, or excuse me, wide receiver. Uh, loaded this week, absolutely loaded. Devontae Adams is back with Aaron Rodgers, right? I think that's a great place. Some under-the-radar plays. <clears throat> I think because of Keenan Allen's success the last couple of weeks where teams have been bottling up Mike Williams, I think people are going to go right back to Keenan Allen. I think that's probably fine. But at 6-6, Mike Williams, to me, is one of the most intriguing plays on the board because he has been double covered <clears throat> because teams have sought to shut him down. But if you look at what the Vikings do, that's not what they do. They didn't do that to Marquise Brown in a perfect opportunity to do so last week. He was wide open down the field several times during that game, allowed him to be one of the top three wide receivers on the week. So I think this is a good spot to go back to Mike Williams. All the optos are spitting out Keenan Allen. I'm going to go, with a heavy dose as of right now of Mike Williams. And then the other big piece of news is Russell Wilson is back. We didn't mention Russell Wilson at quarterback. And I don't think he's a bad play there either. Just six, seven on DraftKings. Now there is a wrench there with Chris Carson now coming off of IR, at least back to practice, have to see what happens there. But the Russ to Tyler Lockett connection early in the season, yielded big dividends for fantasy players. And I think Tyler Lockett can have a big game this week against, against Green Bay with Russell Wilson back. Yeah, I think just that game in general is one just to talk about game stacks and just getting after. There's a lot of possibilities within that game, both, like, like we said, again, speculation, but what we fully would expect is with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers back against each other, that can definitely be fireworks. They like to get after it. So uh, they're kind of the old dogs in the league now, even though they're not very old. It's just more of the, you know, a younger league. And then I got to wonder, too, before I go into my wide receiver picks, what about Herbert this week? You like you like Mike Williams, you like Eckler, that's sort of the check down option there. And then you like, uh, you know, assuming Dalvin goes, Dalvin's on the other side of that game. I talked earlier about guys like Jefferson that can get there, Conklin in this matchup, uh, always feeling for catching touchdowns. Do you have any interest in Herbert this week? Absolutely. That's why when we were talking early on, it's going to be tough to narrow down because yeah. where you've got, we'll get to the tight end position here in a minute, but a lot of the stud tight ends are off the slate. You've got so many of these quarterbacks. Even though we've got no Mahomes, that's fine. The way he's been playing, I might not play him anyway this week. But you've got all these great quarterbacks. Going to be tough to narrow down at that position. Going to take a little bit of discipline in terms of looking at 
where do I really expect the closest, most competitive games or which teams just don't really care about it, like in the case of Tom Brady? Yeah, one other thing I want to mention, too, on that point was just going back to running back for a second was two two spots. One, the Najee Harris spot. It is against Detroit. One of the best situations this season that we've seen, and you almost nobody plays it and probably shouldn't in most cases, is the running back against each other in the same game. But Swift, DeAndre Swift on the other side of that, that would be a way to get unique with your Najee Harris builds. Again, these early Thursday sh- thoughts are sometimes the best to give you shots at taking down tournaments, but uh, that one, and then the same thing, like you said, with Minnesota, they love to run. I don't think it would be that bad. Most people are playing too expensive running backs anyway. So if you wanted to get off Najee and some and play a guy like Eckler against cook and then get the rest of the stack in there and have that game shoot out, I think that would be fine as well. So uh, I like some of these calls early on. We'll go to wide receiver for me. Um, Some of the stuff we've already talked about. So not much to go through here. I would say Deontay, who we already talked about earlier, fits with my Ben, big Ben bonus play at the top. So Deontay is just for good reason. No Claypool, obviously a target monster, just does so much with the the ball at that price this week. It's going to be pretty good. I think he's 6,800, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, that's on DraftKings, and that's incredible for the PPR situation that he's in. Uh, One other guy I said earlier with Dak, I like is Amari. I just think last week he failed everyone. I know he's dinged up and banged up, whatever you want to call it, where he's sort of in and out of games. You can see it. It just doesn't look great or feel great when you're rostering him. But the one thing about him versus the others is the price is down. The second thing about him versus the others is that he has the ceiling when he does go off. The games that he's gone and had Amari games are like 30-plus point fantasy point games. And at that price tag, 6,200, he can have himself a really big week. So uh, I do like going back to the well with Amari. The bonus pick, man, we talked about that Cleveland running back situation. But on the opposite side of that game, it's easy to predict now when you get to week 10 and there's been zero so far, but I'll say Jacoby Myers finally gets in the box and gets himself a touchdown, man. He's $4,800. Like that is too cheap for a guy that leads his team in targets, yards, everything. Mac Jones does feed him. He's had two point conversions. He's had touchdowns called back at 4,800. The one touchdown even is going to be like a 15 yarder or more. So you're going to get the catch, the yards, the touchdown, plus all the other targets he gets throughout the game. I think he's a really good play this week. What are your thoughts on my guy, Jacoby Myers? Yeah, you know, I watched Myers at the goal line a couple of weeks ago against the Jets, and I think other teams are aware of this. I think other teams are like, hey, let's see if we can never have this guy ever get a (laughs) touchdown. They don't seem to care about the other players on the Patriots scoring. It's just like, we got to keep this guy out of the box. But you're right. At just 4.8, I think a lot of people have had it with him just because the sporadic productivity, because of the way that the Patriots run their offense. But certainly this is a really, really good, good matchup for Jacoby Myers. Maybe he beats that streak because now that more people are aware of it, it's got to be weighing on him, right? Oh yeah. Big time. I think so too. And you look at other sports, sometimes, you know, like I I do a lot of stuff as most know with PGA DFS and golf in general, sometimes guys just don't win. And then all of a sudden they win a huge event. Like, you know, Abraham answer didn't win on the PGA tour and then just goes out and ships a WGC. Maybe that's the situation for Myers. He doesn't get in the box all season. And all of a sudden he has a two or three touchdown week and that'll just blow up the slate. And like you said, people are done with him for the most part. So I think he's fine on his own as a one-off. I also think, again, I'm, I'm 
kind of leaning away from this. I wrote it in my notes to start because I was leaning towards what if we get the Dearness Johnson situation, he'll be popular, but how can you sort of balance that ownership by going to the other side? I thought maybe doing it that way. I do lean a little bit more with what you were saying there. And I think with some of those cheaper options we've got, you may not even need to go to that Cleveland backfield, but either way, I, I like Myers as the bonus play this week. Let's move to tight end. Uh, I talked about one earlier, Dallas Goddard. I'm not going away from that. Uh, like I said, I think that applies to every site prop, anything you can get money on this week. I feel very good about Dallas Goddard. He hasn't really had the big week since Ertz has been gone. He's had all the big opportunity weeks uh, last week. Again, like I said, a 45 yard touchdown is one of the uh, overhead tosses. So definitely a little tougher to grab. I'll give him some leeway. I'll give him some leeway, but man, you got to catch that ball. You're a professional athlete in the NFL. You're more than capable. I'm not one to talk, but I don't play in the NFL. So I'm not expected to catch that ball. I, I can say whatever I want, but I, I do think he should have caught that ball. Hopefully he does this week because I think he'll get more opportunities. So Dallas Goddard for me. And then for real this time, JT Hayes, this one's for real. I'm going to play Kyle Pitts. Last week, I liked him. I didn't get enough of him. I didn't, I didn't want to play too much once the way the slate shook out again. That's why we always talk to you guys about joining us over at Rumpier Sports on Sunday mornings because the final thoughts come out. Well, you asked me, you said, hey, we talked about it on Thursday. Where are you at with Pitts now? And I just said, look, the slate's changed. A lot of things have happened. I'm not as high on him. This is a spot, though, I think against Dallas is a good matchup. That's kind of where they can give the, the, the points up over the middle. And I think with all, like you mentioned, I think you said it earlier, Atlanta can put up points here too. It's a good matchup in Dallas. I think there's an opportunity for him for sure. And I think he can actually do something with it for once. So for real, this time I'm in on Kyle Pitts. Give me your guys. Yeah, I don't mind the Kyle Pitts play. I think a lot of people are going to be off of him because of the last two weeks. Much more difficult matchups than he's going to face this week. And if they're going to win in Dallas, which I think is going to be really hard to do, they're going to have to get Kyle Pitts involved. It can't just be my guy, Cordy Patterson, who of course is in play this week as he is every week <laughs> seems to be can't just be him and Zacchaeus engaged. They're going to have to get Kyle Pitts involved here. So I don't mind that call. You talked about Dallas Goddard, Philadelphia giving up the most points though to opposing tight ends. And we saw that three of the top 10 tight ends last week were from the Los Angeles Chargers who played against the Philadelphia Eagles. And guess what? It's perfect timing because Teddy Bridgewater's favorite target, Noah Font, is back off of the IR. He's going to be active on Sunday. And he sits in the spot where the team that they're playing, Philadelphia, giving up the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So I like Noah Font a lot. I like the, the Dallas Goddard call. He operates much like I think Kyle Pitts will, hopefully this Sunday and eventually, more like a wide receiver one or two than a tight end in that offense. I think Dallas Goddard is a great play there. And then one of the guys on the cheap end, a guy who's seen some sporadic productivity, but let's say, Tambo, we've talked a lot about your higher-priced running backs, your higher-priced wide receivers, at least getting one of those in your lineup. And you may need to go down a little bit of tight end. What about Donald Parham? Parham, as he corrected everybody on Twitter this week and said, this is the way you say my name. What about Donald Parham? I understand you've got a crowded glut there, but I think this guy is an emerging talent at just, I believe, 2.6K on DraftKings, willing to take a shot with him. And like you mentioned, a, a very, very talented quarterback 
can get him the ball, particularly in the red zone. He gets a catch, a touchdown, 10, 12 points, and your other higher price running backs, wide receivers do what we think they're going to do as we're talking about here on Thursday. I think you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, not only that, I think a couple of things. One, you could fit them in those stacks that you talked about, so you don't even have to go out of context, so to speak, where you have to just like plug them in as a one-off. You can do that as well. But I think, like you said, if you're going Herbert, you're going Mike, big Mike Williams, you're going to Parham, you just could get set up for the ends. That's all the end zone targets. The two biggest dudes are Williams and Donald, Donald Parham. And if you guys are here on the Mayo Media Network with us, which you are, you know Jeff Feinberg loves the Chargers. You probably saw Mayo post the clip before where he goes, Parham? He, he just loves this. And, and you got to, you know, anybody who puts that much into their team, heart and soul, you got to love that. So uh, I think it could be a play this week. I'm glad you brought him up. It makes sense with those stacks. And like you said, now we're talking about Herbert, Eckler, Williams, Donald Parham, and then you've got Cook on the other side, Jefferson. Like This is just ripe for a game stack here, and I really like that call. That game is uh, you know, definitely one on my radar this week. I'm pretty sure even when we get to Sunday together again, I'm still going to be on this game. I'm not going to go away from this, and that's a way to get different in it. Listen, if it picks up steam over the next couple days, that's a way to get different within the game stack, so I definitely like that. And then, as always, JT, we'll wrap it up here. We do still talk a little bit about defense, at least. Give me some options that you've got here over on DraftKings down at the DST position. Yeah, I think if you want to pay up, you're looking at Buffalo in a matchup. Buffalo's been, I think, kind of along the same lines as New England, believe it or not. Probably the top two defenses on the year for DFS. Cleveland coming up strong here recently, but... Buffalo in a matchup against the Jets with Mike White now is going to be the starter on Sunday. Of course, White had a just, I mean, a career game in his first start against Cincinnati. Then he gets injured in the game last week against Indianapolis. So I think Buffalo's defense, if you wanted to pay up, but down low, you've got, and I would shouldn't say down all the way low, but I think you've got the Colts in a good matchup, Pittsburgh in a pretty good matchup against Jared Goff, who continues to throw the ball to the other team with increasing regularity. And then maybe my favorite pay down of the week here. And I think it's going to be yours too. We were talking about this before we came on with the news today out of new Orleans, whether it's Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill, man, the Titans defense, just their performance the last few weeks against Indianapolis against the vaunted Los Angeles Rams, the now home of Odell Beckham jr much to many of our chagrin. I think the Titans at 2-6 on DraftKings, very, very interesting in this matchup against a Saints team that finds themselves now with very few what I consider NFL-level talent weapons. Yeah, I think uh, they're a great option at 2,600, like you mentioned. A lot of people, especially we have to wait and see this Camara news. I know it looks doubtful. They said as of today, another DNP for him, a little bit of a knee injury there where he said, you know, everyone looks to go, okay, who do I go to next on New Orleans? Who can I play instead? And we saw this just a few weeks back when Ridley went out first and you'd mentioned it and, you know, you look for other options like Pitts or someone else on the Atlanta team and in turn it ends up just being that week the Carolina defense that just pummels them because their their offense gets worse I think the Saints are already a pretty bad offense and if they lose Camara, it just makes it even worse so I think the Titans are in play I think they could get popular and that sometimes is a challenge for me because defense is already so highly variable that you know to go to them at the highest percentage owned would be tough I think Philly 
against Bridgewater. I know we like some guys in that matchup. I like Noah Fant there with you. I think that's a great call, but I just think Philly for a hundred bucks more could be a, another way to get a little bit unique there. And then at the top, you mentioned Buffalo. I think that's a great play, but like last week it was Buffalo I think versus the Jags and, and new England was a hundred bucks more versus Carolina. And it ended up being if you if people paid up, most went to Buffalo, myself included. And it turned out which Indy has that matchup this week, by the way, at thirty six hundred. But it ended up being the forty one hundred dollar defense in the the New England Patriots. This week, the forty one hundred dollar defense is your aforementioned Pittsburgh Steelers you were talking about. And I think you know we we brushed over that, but that's another way to get different with Najee Harris. Your lineup construction will change, but we gave you some cheaper options, right? That you can plug in at those positional plays. And then you could have the, the defense tied up there with Najee, which should in turn help put him in a position to score more, get more opportunities, get more checkdowns, and get into the box. So uh, I really don't hate that. And it's not like it's 5K or 4,900 or anything uh, too expensive. It's 4,100, but it's definitely viable and we'll get more value as the week goes on, there's still more plays that are going to come up and more things that are going to be discovered to open up more value plays to find that room if you do want to find it. But I'm always looking for ways to get different with some of these chalkier plays. Najee, for the, I think we got the 20 mentions. We hit our quota with Najee Harris. There's 21. Uh, anything else you want to talk about for this week, JT, before we get out of here? No, I think we're set. I think it's set. I'm going to play every single Los Angeles Charger and then figure out the other three spots in my lineup. So there we go. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Chargers and Najee Harris. Uh, let let the people know where they can find you and what we got going on over at Run Pure Sports, and I'll take us home. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JT Hayes Jr. And then Run Pure Sports, use code RPSHEATER25. You get 25% off of your first month's payment. And we've got everything, every single sport covered, including tennis, which is back. We've got a fantastic tennis coordinator. Susie hooks it all up. We've got college basketball stevie boynton we've got our guy luke in discord putting analytics charts together to determine the best dfs plays and then tambo myself and ap one of the founders of run pure sports every sunday morning bright and early 8 45 a.m come have breakfast with us and walk through the plays on every sunday yeah love that show one of my favorites of the week like i say i tell everyone this it's free it's basically, you don't, you know, if you get on the site, of course, use promo code RPS Heater 25, get the core plays, get the tiers, et cetera. It gives you much more insight to exactly where we're at. But if you literally just sit down with your coffee, watch the show and listen, you will likely be able to put together a pretty good daily fantasy lineup that can compete in tournaments on Sunday. All of our final thoughts put together, especially since you've already tuned into the show, it just makes sense to tie it all together. So join us on Sunday. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's easy at toe tag and Tambo. You can find me there. Hit me up there. If you have any questions about it, want to know anything for the slate upcoming other than that, thank you guys and good luck.